Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Kaylin Patterson. P4P Real Talk. Nicholas Muscle in the house. Yes, it is me. This is not a recording. Anywho. This program is sponsored by P2B Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in the world. And you notice that delay because, yeah, I mean it. But anywho, if you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on and a vehicle to drive your girls like a Maxwell through ice cream, if you don't understand, that's pretty intense and pretty brutal. But, hey, it'll leave a sweet taste in your mouth. But anyway. Check us out at p4pmuscle.com. And now, uh, let's talk. Yes, I've been away for a while. Yeah, yeah. But, hey, I'm back again. Here we go. Here we go. And there's going to be somebody that's on here that's just uh, an amazing woman, very uh, articulate, uh, also very giving and very humble, and also just a genuine individual to begin with. And she makes the best cookies ever. But before we get into that, we got to cover up some updates, and she'll actually be helping me out with that. And when I'm talking about the shows that happened locally this weekend, close to home, you know, the Mexican War, new territory, new stepping in, um, great venture, a great person to do it with the promoter, which would be uh, the Mayhem Productions. So that's always nice knowing you have somebody that wants to be there and actually doing all they can to make sure it happens. And also the Illinois, which was the PNBA, Illinois State, uh, natural uh, bodybuilding show as well. And we won't be putting out the names of the winners. Uh, we'll do as much as we can to get them because we're going to have some of the winners on our show later, so stay tuned for that. But also it was uh, – I, I have to throw a reminder out there, and, I, and uh, like I was telling our guests before uh, we went live, is that it, it seems uh, – pretty much normal for us, you know, what to expect, what to do. It's not boring in any way, shape, or fashion, but it does come with the territory that you will have someone that loses. Not everyone wins. As a matter of fact, out of the whole group, only one person will win. So that means there's going to be a lot of people that don't. And for the first time, competitors that basically give their heart and soul to get to a certain weight and look, that could be very devastating it can also take away from everything they've done because the goal wasn't basically to be their best, but their only goal that was in their mind was focusing on winning. And I love how Joe Perez has always said it, that my body is my trophy. And if you look at it like that, you're still looking the best you've ever looked in your whole life, especially if you've done it in a healthy and fit fashion. But there are others that the only thing that drives them is first place. And I get that. I've been in sports all my life. I can tell you it's not easy losing. It's never fun. Um, there, there'll be times where you can laugh at the end because, hey, you realize you're just outclassed and basically getting smoked before you even step on stage, especially if they're great posers, uh, great attitude, and some people just command the stage before they even get on it. I get it. I tell you, I'm telling you, I was fourth and fifth place before I was first ever, so let me tell you. I truly understand, but there is a decorum, there's a responsibility, there's a maturation, there's a maturity that has to happen in this sport, and we can't go crying to social media every time we don't get what we want. I I understand that, you know, you wanted to win. I understand you've done as much as you possibly could, and I'm understanding that this is still new to you, but there still is an atmosphere to natural bodybuilding that is very family-oriented, and so it does stand out like a sore thumb. It sticks out more than you can ever know when people start uh, bashing someone else. Because, honestly, if you're not winning, someone else did, and I don't ever want to take away from that person's 
uh, accolades and winning for doing their best and the judges picking that person, you should never deflect from someone else's win because you didn't. And I will pass it over to Courtney. She's been on the judges' seat. Actually, she sat at the judges' table uh, this last weekend, and I'm sure she's got a lot of the emails that I've received on, on occasion when I sat in the judges' seat as well. And she can tell you it's not easy. And the one thing that I've learned is that no judge, and I can speak on every judge that has sat down in a chair, even the worst one, has left their home state to go to another state to specifically pick the one person they've never met in their life to ensure that they will never win at a bodybuilding show. Uh, Courtney, introduce yourself and let me know if I'm right or wrong. Okay. <laughs> hey, thanks so much, Kaylin, and glad to be on the show. Thanks for that awesome introduction. And I did make some pretty awesome cookies, and I will say I did oh, yeah. one of those. <laughs> to die for. I mean, to die for. Yeah. <laughs> I was on on prep myself, so I was making cookies to share. But, no, um, like Kaylin said, my name is Courtney Lyle. I am an NGA certified judge. I am promoting my first bodybuilder bodybuilding show this year, and I am a pro-figure competitor as well. And so being on both sides of the table, it is not easy. Uh, this past weekend, there were incredible athletes who have just worked so hard for weeks and weeks, dieted, and they were up on stage giving it their all. I think it's you know, something I just kind of thought about. You know, the judges, um, our role is obviously to judge the competitors and literally put them in order. But we are not out to get the athletes. Um, you know, I think <laughs> as, as judges, you know, we are we're using our criteria. We're judging the athletes. But a lot of us are competitors ourselves. So I I think there kind of needs to be a a mindset shift that, you know, we're not these evil people trying to, you know, make their lives miserable. We are doing our job. We are giving them positive feedback. We're giving them constructive criticism and just to help them further, you know, their journey. Yes. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll start with uh, Illinois State and how well it went. And I know some of the judges – well, I say some of the judges did not agree with all of the judges with uh, the final outcome, but that happens. That's normal. So, you know, I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to come basically as he said, she said. So that's why I said I wouldn't get into it. We talked to the actual winners themselves. Sure. And uh, we're actually talking with one of the judges from the Michigan Roar, and that would be Courtney. And um, I've sat beside her. I know her brain, and uh, we both talked about this where we just don't, get where, you know, if, if we're not doing our due diligence, then, hey, call us out. I agree with that 100%. But if you're not doing your due diligence and checking the criteria for the show that you're competing and the organization, then that's not on the judges. And, you know, I know this is old hat for some of the listeners. I get it. Guys, I, I trust me. I know she's been on here and we've talked about this before. I'm not uh, basically calling anyone foolish or ignorant. But we do have people that are still new. They're tuning into this show because they want to know why they didn't win. And we actually, it's great that we have a judge on here. So we'll cover this part, but we're not going to take the whole show about that because, like Courtney says, she has another show that she's doing and promoting, and we want to speak on that as well. But we'll cover that to begin with, and then we'll jump over uh, to her show after this. So you know, keep the questions simple and quick but we're not going to do the whole show of why I didn't win or why didn't so-and-so win or why didn't my friend win. We're going to basically keep them uh, as basic as possible, and uh, we'll go from there. So, uh, Courtney, if you could speak on that show again that you competed, and it is, it is no matter where you're sitting in the judge's seat, whether you're the head judge or the, the one of the judges in attendance, it's not an easy seat to be in. Trust me, it's not an easy spot to be in. I've, I, I felt more pressure uh, judging others than I thought about being judged myself. Uh, Courtney, I don't know if you feel that same way, but if you could speak on that so people can truly get the gist of where we're coming from. Yeah, absolutely. So I totally agree. It is, you know, you're, you know you're going to make people upset because, like you mentioned, everyone wants to win. So having that pressure, mm-hmm. it is difficult. I think you need to take a good look, you know, remove any subjectivity if you know anyone, which 
I did not. I was, I'm not from Michigan. I did not know any competitors. Even if I did, and I have judged people I didn't know before, um, I mm. used my criteria. I judged them against the other competitors, and I removed any, any bias. You know, I don't think as judges, you know, we're looking specifically at the competitor's muscularity. We're looking at their posing. We're looking at their conditioning, you know, their overall appearance. For females, we're looking more at their presentation and how they're put together regarding their hair and makeup, those aspects. And I think once you break it down, I had the criteria right there with me, you know, was going against them. And the head judge at the Michigan Roar specifically did a great job of moving the athletes from side to side, especially on the end, because as the judges, we are down at stage level. And you have a very difficult time if you're on the end seeing the competitor on the other end. So I think that's really important to get a good look. Um, the head judge was also excellent about asking if we wanted any competitor side-by-side for comparison. So that's another aspect. And specifically at this show, the athletes were on stage a long time. And I think that's, that's important. They need to be up there a long time. They need to get a chance to display their hard work and show what they're capable of. One minute on stage is not nearly enough time you know, after all of your hard work and not enough time for the judges to take a good look at all the athletes. And, and there you go. And and one of the things that we, we have to address is basically um, when when we are talking about pictures, um, some of them have been glamorized. Uh, some of them have been uh, sometimes Photoshopped, which is sad. Um, I, I saw that twice uh, over the weekend, and I was very disappointed because I happen to know the individual myself, so I know they don't look like that in person. Um, it's basically a temper tantrum, and you've got a bunch of friends. I mean, let's be honest. We have people on social media that are your friends, and they want you to do well, and they're pulling for you. And unfortunately, judges can't be that person. They have to pick the best person on stage. And when we say that, we have to go back to the uh, um, understanding of posing, like Courtney said, the uh, presentation. And I'm telling you, there's an atmosphere at live venues that you don't get from a picture. And there is an energy mm-hmm. that some people bring to stage that can never be brought to life in some of those pictures. And I don't know why it doesn't translate well, but I'm telling you, some people just have the stage and they command it from start to finish. And it's basically all lies on me because I've got the best package and take a look. And I've seen it a hundred times. I've been to many Many, I mean, uh, um, Mike Newman and I are in the hundreds of shows we've attended now as far as natural bodybuilding, mm-hmm. and there's that one person that just stands out, and Courtney can talk about it as well. She's been one of those people, actually, on stage where she just commanded the stage that day because she was in her moment, and it stayed with her from start to finish. It's not going to translate to a picture all the time, and there's somebody that's basically knowing how to doctor a picture can make it look excellent, but that's not what the judge saw from the position they were seeing and the pose they were asking for was not given or presented. So it's an incredibly rough time for the judges. And when you basically start bashing them, it's not helpful at all. It actually, you know, we actually lose some judges that, uh, you know, really have their heart and passion into it. But and, and they're good judges. But because they have to deal with the fallout of the insults and the threats and the, the cursing and the bullying, they just say it's not worth it. So, you know, well, let's, let's be mindful of that. And like I said, guys, we're going to take a couple more questions, and then we're going to get on to Courtney. So, Courtney, did you have anything to add to that? Yeah, just one kind of final comment. A lot of people uh, also neglect to remember and realize that a lot of the judging is done at pre-judging, typically the morning show. And competitors can come in looking very different at the evening show, um, better or worse. So I think a lot of times if people are at finals and they see their friend or competitor who this morning may not have looked as good, that person will have placed lower. So I think that's important to remember, too, that, you know, the prejudging is what ultimately decides things. And if the competitor is not looking sharp, the results can look skewed at finals. Yes, that's very true. I think, uh, yeah, actually, Courtney and I were both at a show where a fella came out for uh, the novice class, and he looked phenomenal. And then he came out after uh, 
having too much sugar for his next group. I guess he was he felt a little weak from all the posing. And I thought he had a twin brother because he didn't look like the guy that had just come out for not. And it, I mean, it was that much different. So like, like she's saying, there, there are times when we just don't, you, you can't take a picture and say that's the whole show. There's plenty of other things that are, are being added to it. And we can't get away from the fact that one picture does not decide the whole show because I've seen people that had a great uh, front uh, double bicep but their back double bicep doesn't come close. I've seen it uh, where we have people that are there in, in attendance and they'll be snapping a great picture where somebody might be in a better position, but when the pose is actually asked, it's not shown. So, you know, these things happen, but like I said, when you take it to social media, there's so much misinformation that can come forth with people saying they saw this or that or so-and-so was basically uh, – politics out of first place, and that's just not occurring anymore. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that it has happened. I don't doubt that. But, uh, no, it, we, we can't keep staying in that way. So, you know, let's let's just uh, – we'll, we'll leave it at that, and then we'll, we're going to go to Courtney because she came on so we could talk about her show. And, guys, I really appreciate the questions you had, and I really understand that there's a, a lot of uh, – uh, high feeling and a lot of emotion that goes into helping someone and supporting someone. But don't take away from yourself or the competitor by demeaning the winner because they won. I don't think it's fair. I can't imagine any sport being successful if all you do is bash the person that you didn't pick. So let's just leave it at that, and we'll start getting on uh, Courtney's new new adventure. Uh, So please, Courtney, introduce uh, that and where it is and how it's going and all that we can expect, and we'll start taking questions from there. Awesome. Thanks. So, yes, as Keelan said, my first year promoting the NGA Rumble on the River Mm -hmm. Championship. (laughs) Let's get ready to rumble is the hashtag. Um, It is in Davenport, Iowa, so it is in the Quad Cities, and it is part of the QC Strength and Fitness Expo. The expo is been has been running for four years, so it is. I'm excited to add my bodybuilding show to the expo this year. Along with the bodybuilding show, there is a powerlifting competition, a strongman competition, and a CrossFit challenge, all going on simultaneously in the room. So the atmosphere will be exciting. You know, I'm really excited for my athletes. There will be music, lots of people, and it's just going to be a really cool environment. There are also vendor booths, so health and fitness related can come and set up a vendor booth. Um, there's an application on um, and a link on my website if there's anyone that would like to have a booth. Um, and it is all going on at the River Center, so it's a large open venue. Um, really unique that the Sky Bridge connects the River Center to the hotel, so the athletes can park their car and not have to move not worry about getting their spray tan ruined if it's raining. It's it's going to be really convenient. Uh, if anyone's been to downtown Davenport, it's just a really cool um, area. There's lots of shops, restaurants, and that's kind of where where everything is. So it'll be really neat for them to be able to stay downtown Davenport. There's also a river walk, like right along the river, they can enjoy. Just a lot of amenities. So I'm really excited to provide natural athletes, just another stage to showcase their talents and hard work. Um, Awesome. It will be awesome. Uh, A couple other details. So it is an amateur and pro show, so I would love to be able to run all the pro divisions. Yeah. Um, As long as I get, uh, yeah, as long as I get, you know, enough pro divisions, I'm I'm one who I don't think one pro should stand on stage nor two. I, I, I need classes to have competition. I, I just don't think two pros is, is the level that, you know, we need to be at. There's a, a ton of an amazing, you know, there's a lot of amazing good natural pros out there, and you need to bring them together. And, I see that. Um, you know. Yeah. Yeah, especially uh, in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, another kind of fun thing, so my show, oh, I don't think I've even mentioned the date, it's July 7th, 
Saturday, July 7th of this year. And since it is close to the 4th of July, shortly after, I am having kind of a fun division. So it is the Independence Day division. So this is a actually free division that you can kind of register for with your paid entry. And you are to sport your best America gear. Whatever red, white, and blue you have, let's wear it. And kind of more of a people's choice costume contest, if you will. And so I just want to create some excitement with that. Let's see who's going to be crowned Mr. or Mrs. Fourth of July. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That'll be really fun. Hey, gang, Desiree, jumping in a little bit late, but I think I'm uh, a little bit caught up on where we are in the conversation. So, Courtney, welcome to P4P Real Talk. Glad to have you. Um, I have a uh, couple of uh, follow-up questions already. Um, in listening to all of the information that you were just sharing, you had referenced your website where people can go to get more information, but either I missed it or I don't think we quite heard what that web address was. So if you could share that with us again, or at least for me, uh, for good measure, that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find uh, information about my show at www.CourtneyMileFitness.com, and that is, I'll spell it C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y-M-I-G-H-E-L-L, and the word fitness.com. You'll see a link to NGA Rumble on the River, and that will take you to all of the show information. You can also find NGA Rumble on the River on Facebook and Instagram at NGA Rumble on the River Championships. So find us on there for more information and keep kind of up to date with my updates, um, show information, sponsors, and feel free to reach out to me for questions um, on registration if any athletes need any additional information. Okay, awesome. So you heard it there, folks. It's uh, CourtneyMileFitness.com, and you can find info there for Rumble on the River. And uh, we already have listener questions rolling in, so I'm going to start to hit on those. Um, one of them is from Dave, and I think you already touched on some of the um, um, some of what he's asking for. He's wondering what we can expect from you from this first year. So we already know that it's pro am, and that you're looking for lots of pros to round out your classes, and uh, in as many categories as possible. And then we have our red, white, and blue fun category, but can you kind of go over the other categories that you're going to be offering in the show? Absolutely. So for females, we are going to have bikini and figure classes. For both of those, I will be offering a debut for first-time competitors only, a novice class for competitors who have never placed first, and then, of course, an open class. Um, Registration is $75 for the open class. Any additional classes that competitors wish to register for is just $25 additional dollars, so they could have more chances, more time to be on stage. I highly recommend all of my competitors, you know, do the open class. It's not that scary. You know, first-time competitors often, uh, they get scared. They only want to do the novice or debut, but I really urge them to get up there and get all the opportunities to be on stage as possible because it just helps um, down the road to feel more comfortable. So that's uh, for the females. I'll also be having master's classes for bikini and figure. For the males, we will be having physique classes and debut and novice for them as well. Uh, We'll be having classic physique and men's bodybuilding. And those will be divided by weight once... um, They'll have to weigh in on uh, the night before, but we will divide them into weight classes. Oh, wow. Okay. Great. Yep. I think in the pro categories, um, pending I have enough pros, we'll have bikini and figure for females and physique and bodybuilding for males. All right. Very cool. Very cool. And so a follow-up question to that, I'm going to go ahead. This is a little bit out of order, guys, so I know I'm going to get to your questions. Um, don't worry, they're coming right up but uh, in quick succession. But Britt wants to know, how do you know which class to compete in? So since we were talking about classes, I thought that might be a good follow-up to where we already were. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it kind of depends on your preference as in 
uh, physique for males, they wear more of a board short. Classic physique wears a smaller um, black type uh, trunk or short. And then for bodybuilding, males wear, um, I don't know, how do you describe it? I think they call them trunks as well, but it's definitely not a short. And so I think no. it depends on no. your preference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think that is one thing to consider is your level of comfort. Um, typically, physique, they only have front and back poses. So they have different po- or they have a side pose as well, but they have different poses. Physique, you're not doing like a front double biceps as a male men bodybuilding will do. So the poses is one difference. And your conditioning and muscularity as well. Physique is looking for less muscular physiques all the way to bodybuilding kind of on a scale. And a great thing to reference is the NGA bylaws, which breaks down every category and the criteria. There is a link to that on my website under the show information. So definitely competitors, check that out. See what category you fit in, you know, which would describe your physique the best because that is what ultimately that will help you place better. There's nothing worse than being in the wrong category. And you know, oh, if you're really, yes. um, <laughs> right, we've all seen it. So, or, you know, feel free to reach out to me, send me a message, send, you know, one of you guys a message and just say, you know, hey, what category would I be best in? That's awesome. And I'm glad you referenced the guidelines because that's something that we, we try to uh, push our competitors towards, but we haven't talked about that in a while. So definitely do check out the criteria for whatever organization you're competing in. This one is the NGA, and Courtney has made it easy by adding a link to her website. But that will give you a good idea of not only which category might be best for your physique, but the criteria that they're looking for, because this is the same criteria that the judges are supposed to be judging against. So if the athletes and the judges are on the same page as far as um, what they're looking for in a given athlete in a given category, then hopefully it all turns out the way that it's supposed to. I mean, it does turn out the way it's supposed to regardless, but it makes it easier for the athlete so there's less confusion as to why they did or didn't place in a particular way or the way that they thought that they might. So thanks for bringing that up. That is awesome. Um, also, I'm going to go back to some of your earlier comments because you had made reference to an expo that your show is part of. And, I mean, I think our listeners are looking for a little more description as to um, how your competition is working with the expo. Because the question is, is, isn't this a bodybuilding competition? And the answer is yes but there will also be several other activities going on. And this is actually a phenomenon, if I can use that word, a phenomenon that's <laughs> popping up a lot more where you see bodybuilding competitions um, are partnering or part of expos that offer additional competitive opportunities, which makes it just a, a more a bigger kind of more robust opportunity for a wider variety of athletes. But if you could explain that for us, that would be great. Sure, yeah, I definitely agree. It has been, I have seen more expo-type settings. I think the overall goal and idea is just a greater emphasis on health and fitness, exploring new competitions, and making it a really fun environment. About 350 people came through the door last year, at the QC Strength and Fitness Expo. So just a lot more exposure. Um, And the crazy thing, my expo is $10. So this expo is only $10. That gives you admission to the entire expo. So that's extremely affordable. And you get to see a lot of great athletes. So, yes, it is kind of um, a large open venue. Each kind of corner will be um, having their own uh, event. So the powerlifting, bodybuilding, strong and, and CrossFit. And you can walk around and watch 10 minutes of bodybuilding and head over to powerlifting and watch those uh, competitors for a while. Uh, so I am solely in charge for just my event, and the other events are coordinated by different people. So that's kind of how it all works together. Um, much like, I guess, Arnold Fitness Expo, if anyone's familiar with that uh, kind of atmosphere and setup. It's just a really interesting, uh, unique opportunity, so I'm excited to be a part of that. I was at the Expo last year, and as I was walking around, I was thinking to myself, why isn't there bodybuilding here? This is health and fitness, yeah. and bodybuilding would 
would be a great fit. So I approached the um, organizers at the expo and I said, hey, I'd love to have a bodybuilding show here. And here we are. <laughs> Getting close. There you go. That's exactly how it works. And I want to go back a little bit uh, to touch on something because Courtney said something, and I think uh, it caused a lot of people to, you know, really want to ask some questions. Um, one of the things that she talked about is making sure you're in the right class category. And a good way to do that is actually when you're signing in or paying your money to basically get checked in, if you're, especially if you're paying in person as you show up to the venue, is to just simply ask the people that are there, you know, what class do you think, especially if it's your first year or first time competing, it's no harm in asking to make sure that you're going to be placed properly so you can actually compete instead of basically being the best-looking bodybuilder in, in, in men's physique or the best-looking men's physique in bodybuilding. So, you know, just ask questions. Uh, they're, they're, they can answer then. They can't do it while they're judging. They definitely can't do it then. But they can sure help you out before before you really uh, put yourself in a bad position and have a really bad time of competing. So, um, like I said, Cordy's very forgiving. She's always humble, and she's always waiting to give an answer because it's better to ask before you step on stage and basically try to get the, the judges' feedback after the show's done because then basically you, you have to be somewhere else to get the information you needed for that day. Uh, Courtney, you got anything to add to that? I definitely agree. Just that also, you know, crossovers are allowed between divisions, so that's another option. Say you're a first-time competitor and you're a male and you'd like to try men's physique, but you also want to see how maybe you do in classic physique. So I think, you know, yeah. you might as well try both categories. Realize there are different poses for each one. Make sure you're practicing those. And I, mm-hmm. I think the crossovers is a great way to explore the different categories and figure out what to do. Yes. I mean, I would definitely agree with that, too, because the one point that was popping in my head when Kalen was sharing his tip um, with all of you all is that there is different posing for each category. So if you are thinking of possibly, you know, crossing over, as Courtney has suggested, from one to the other or trying more than one, be sure you're familiar with the poses for each because the poses for physique are different from the poses from bodybuilding are different from the poses for classic bodybuilding as are posing from bikini to figure to physique and bodybuilding are all uh, different as well. Some of the classes are more close, are more close, are closer, just have a couple of different nuances, but for the for the vast part of it, the posing is pretty different. So be sure you familiarize yourself with the posing as well. You know, you can get to the show on show day and ask for the opinion of Kaylin suggested as which might be the best spot for you on that particular day. Just be comfortable with posing for whatever category that you're considering jumping into. And that's all I have to say about that. Um, (laughs) uh, For our next question, though, I'm going to uh, jump back to an earlier question that we received, and this one is from Sally. And uh, so, Courtney, you're a first-time promoter this year, and she's wondering what are some of the basics that a person needs to know going into promoting their first show? Oh, goodness, a lot. I feel like I definitely have been fortunate to have been judging, so I have been seeing that aspect and really learning what that takes. I have been also fortunate to be working with Midwest Production, so we're a group of promoters in the Midwest that have decided, hey, let's not reinvent the wheel, let's work together. So uh, Jonathan Agin, uh, John Abraham, Jack Halverson, and Lindsay Westfall and myself, we're all working together. So that team has been a super resource for me um, to just answer questions. I think you just need to make sure you're organized, planning ahead, preparing, uh, be ready to answer any athlete's questions. And I think it's important that I'm an athlete myself. I realize what has been helpful that other promoters have done, what I would change or that, and what I want to do and, you know, what I want for my athletes. So in all of those facets, I think I'm, trying to keep the athletes in mind and make it easy for them. That's why I love that the venue and hotel are connected. I can't tell you how many times I've been at shows 
you know, the night before, running around, driving all over, trying to find my tan, my polygraph test, then the hotel, and it's just been, it's been a lot. So really want to keep it convenient for the athletes and, you know, make sure they have the best experience possible. I also have a um, background and I've competed in pageants, so I believe that experience has been really beneficial to understanding just how shows work too. So, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm trying to be realistic about it. I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be hiccups in it, but I'm excited. I'm putting my heart into this and hoping that this really becomes an annual thing. And I know it'll grow with time and every year it'll keep getting better. Yes. Awesome. I mean, and you're really targeting a part of the state of Iowa that hasn't had a, a bodybuilding presence for for a couple of years now. So I mean, I think it's exciting that um you're going to be bringing bringing another opportunity to that area and it's and it's close to me, so I don't have to actually drive 5 plus hours to get there. Hey, <laughs> hey. Check it out. So that is always exciting. That is always exciting. But uh, speaking of the location, Craig has a question. He's saying because um that you are going to be in Davenport, how hard is it to have actual national athletes come out and compete? Isn't Iowa more NPC country? Historically, there has been, uh, there are two NPC shows in Davenport, Rock Island, I believe, which is the Quad City area. However, I think with the limited number of uh, natural shows in the Midwest area, athletes are willing to travel. Uh, personally, last year I traveled seven and eight hours and flew for one of my shows. So I think if it's a great show, um, if you know the promoter is going to really put on a good show and cater to the athletes, I think the athletes are willing to travel and willing to drive for a show in that area. Yes. Yep, and I, I would agree. I would agree. Go ahead, Kaylin. No, I, it, it, you, you have no idea what what a, a natural athlete is willing to do to be a, at an actual natural show where they will be judged fairly. So, you know, let's put that out there. I know that there, there are cheaters that can't wait for something like this, but they'll get caught and they'll get blown up and they'll be embarrassed and they'll blame the suffering. We've all seen that. But it's still a great thing for the natural athlete because they love the opportunity to compete, to compete, Fairly, and that's what everyone is searching for. Like Courtney said earlier, all Dez, myself, and and she have basically said the whole time, we love it, we live it, we, it's a passion for us, and we know there's people coming up that have that same passion inside them as we do in us. Yes. Yep, and I, I mean, if you've been following the shows that Kayla and I have been to cover, I mean, undoubtedly at every show where we hold an interview for Midwest Muscle um, or P4P Real Talk, for that matter, you'll find athletes from all over the world that hit competitions in the Midwest or on the coast also, but we primarily dabble in the Midwest for the time being. And we've got, you know, many athletes yep, <laughs> from many states so if it's a good show and it's uh you know the athletes are treated well, they're excited about the level of competition that is um being attracted by a given show, they will travel to be there. So um you know whether Iowa, the Midwest has traditionally been NPC country, I think that was because that's what was predominantly available. But you've heard us say yes. it many times. The Midwest right now is blowing up on the natural scene. New promoters, new shows, uh, you know, veteran promoters bringing in new shows all the time, all throughout the Midwest, Iowa, Michigan, Kansas, Missouri, I mean, Wisconsin, just everywhere, everywhere. And so it's just a really, a really exciting time. I mean, I would like to think that the Midwest is going to become known for the natty scene. That's just how fast and how big um, the sport is becoming in this area. I know that's right. And then the wave is just going to spread. I mean, that would be the vision, right? Right. Yeah. So exciting stuff. Um, This question is from Carla. She's asking, how involved with the judges is the promoter really when deciding the winners and overall winners? 
So how involved is the promoter with the judges? Is that yes. correct? Yes. Question. Sure. Yes. So the head judge is responsible for if there is a tie or if a th- score is thrown out, they are responsible for breaking that tie. Um, as a promoter, I have coordinated the judges. However, you know, I've hand-selected them and made sure that they are all qualified, they're certified, and, you know, I'm making sure to judge pick judges from all over. So I'm involved in that decision. You know, I have no ties to athletes specifically, nor I'm making sure my judges do. So absolutely making a fair playing ground. And the overall winners um, is, is decided by the judging panel. As a promoter, I, I have no say in this. That's what happens at the judging table. So I'm removing myself, you know, from the judging aspect as a promoter, and I'm letting them take care of that. You know, my responsibility is make sure the show, every all the logistics of that is organized and running efficiently. All right. Kaylin, do you have some thoughts to add? Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. Because, <laughs> I, I, like I said, I, before there's a come on, Courtney and I were talking about some of the tantrums that had been over the, the different social mediums of the shows that have been uh, done over the weekend. And, you know, blaming the promoter for knowing so-and-so or, or being close to so-and-so, you know, it's always something, it, it's always something where if you don't win then somebody else cheated you or robbed you and uh, you weren't given your just desserts. And it's, it's, it's a shame that, that, that they're doing that. But one of the things that I love, is, and, and, and this is basically just to piggyback what Courtney was saying, and I remember Joe Perez saying he was going to get a shirt that said, I'm just the promoter. I have nothing to do with the judges. <laughs> and, you know, he, he says, you know, people get that confused so often. And it, it's so funny, especially for all three of us, because we, we're there and we know that uh, the promoter is basically running and doing everything for those hiccups that Courtney was talking about, that the, the unforeseen things that happen. They have to be addressed, and they have to be addressed immediately. So the last thing on her mind is wondering, is so-and-so number 13 out on stage so I can keep her from winning this show because I know she came all the way from Florida, and God forbid me ever having to go to Florida. This is not how the shows work, people. I'm going to basically blow that <laughs> myth right up right now. That's not how it works. That's and it doesn't. I mean, and oftentimes we've heard, I don't know that we've ever really covered this on the show, but then in our own conversations with promoters, they don't always agree with how the judges decide. Very true. Sometimes, Very true. you know, in their mind, they're, they're spectators just like everyone else. So they're looking at the athletes, and from their perspective or viewpoint from what they can see, you know, in their mind, they're ticking off for second, third, fourth, fifth place. And they don't always choose the way that the judges do. So they, sometimes they're just as surprised. So I, they really don't have anything to do with it, and they shouldn't. And if they do, then that's an issue. Then that's an issue. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm glad to hear when promoters do their due diligence, do their homework, making sure that they have um, good consistent, reliable judges who know the criteria. Uh, that just makes for a better outcome and in product. So, you know, hats off to Courtney and uh, all the other promoters that put in that extra time to finding judges that are going to do the athlete's justice at a, at a show. So good job there. Um, and, you know, we're, we're constantly sharing all of our uh, listeners' questions, but sometimes we just get comments. And so I want to share a couple of those now. Um, they're not in any particular order at this point, so you'll kind of get a feel for what part of the conversation they were submitted, but I'm just now getting a chance to share them. But Sheila uh, conveyed, she's like, whoa, July 7th is going to be tough on the diet, but it's doable. Darn right, Sheila, it's doable. You're just going to have to keep that July 4th celebration in check if the uh, July 7th show is on your radar. Um, Melissa says the Pro-Am is huge. Wow, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. So, um, you know, just just some several com- random comments. Well, they're not random. They were, they were relevant at the time. Um, comments coming in in addition to uh, questions. Um, this question, I'm getting it to a little late, so apologies, Sheila, but this is when we were talking about criteria. 
for the different categories and that the athletes and the judges obviously should be looking at the same information. And she's asking, doesn't it make for a much better overall show if everyone involved is on the same page? Yes, <laughs> that is the goal. Absolutely, it does. And that's why I think as an athlete, if you have not looked at the criteria before you stepped on stage, I think you're setting yourself up for failure and possibly getting a bad result. Um, just because you have a friend that tells you how to pose or what to do who's competed before, it doesn't mean, you know, they've competed in your organization. So checking those rules or seeing a friend on social media pose a certain way, uh, make sure you're looking at what the judges are looking at. That right there gives you a huge advantage over all the competitors. Cool. All right. So, you know, it's just another – it's just affirmation. Check out the guidelines for your given organization. And if you can't find access to the guidelines on – a given Facebook page or a website for a show, you can Google any of the organizations. You should be able to find them, and generally, more times than not, it's, it's a pretty easy find to find the guidelines or the criteria. Um, so some organizations even offer videos um, for posing NGA. and different things. I know the NGA, the NGA does that as well. So do be sure to check yeah. out the organization's, uh, the federation's website and just glean as much information about how they um, run a show. Well, not so much run a show, but their criteria and what they're looking for, and that will help you just be that much stronger as a competitor. Um, oh, yeah, Kaylin, what you got? Well, I, I want to add something because I, I think that uh, – a lot of people do miss this very common understanding is that fitness is a very passionate thing and it's a very close thing and it's also a very personal thing. So a lot of people take to heart exactly what they're doing and all the effort they're willing to put into it because they basically learn that in becoming the more fit individual. Also along with that is you realize it takes a lot, an awful lot of support to compete and in that process, you realize that if it's going to grow and if you're going to grow and the sport's going to grow, it's going to take a lot of support as well. And as Courtney had referred to that earlier about the people that are supporting her and being supported by her, and it's a very interactive group because they're always trying to figure out how do we make this better, how do we make this product better. So it's not just, you know, when everybody's working on the same page for a show, if everybody's working on the same page for natural bodybuilding, that's how it truly grows, and that's how you get a better product. Because if you're doing everybody understanding the criteria for the NGA, you're going to have a better presentation, and people will understand health and fitness a lot better because they're all on the same page. It's not like you have to think the same. It's just understanding that we have to be on the same page of thinking. We can't be thinking about basically a, a, a cruise ship in uh, in the Atlantic and you're sitting in the Midwest trying to compete, then somebody's going to drop the ball somewhere, and that's how you have those hiccups where you answer a text message when you should be listening to the head judge or, or basically staring off into some unknown place. So there's a lot of things, a lot of facets that we can do with small things, very small, but if everybody's doing those small things, then they don't become big issues. And we have to keep that mindset because it's not just the promoter that has to do their job. It's not just the judges that have to do their job. The competitors have to pick up their pieces as well. And we have to keep that in mind. You have to take some ownership, and you have to take responsibility for yourself. And if you don't keep that in mind, then the ball is dropped, and that's where you have the the things that we've been having on social media. It seems every time there's a show where a certain person didn't win. Yeah. And there you have it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Courtney, did you have anything you wanted to add to that? I don't think so. I think Kaylin covers it well. <laughs> all right, all right. So we're going to jump to uh, Carl's question, and he wants to know if there are going to be any mixed pairs or mixed groups for the red, white, and blue competition. Oh, now that's something. Yeah, now that's something I haven't thought of. Um, I know mixed pairs has kind of been a category that. We haven't seen too much of, at least in the NGA, 
as far as division, but um, possibly, you know, if I get enough interest, I sure, why not? I think we could, I'll have a mixed pair up there if someone has a stellar costume and stellar red, white, and blue gear that they uh, have put together. All right, cool. So for those of you who feel like you need a two-team duo to to correctly represent your <laughs> red, white, and blue, you can do it. You can do it. So let the creative the creative juices start flowing. Get some good thoughts out there. Um, <laughs> and I'm actually so while while our listeners are bubbling and brewing on uh, their red, white, and blue costumes, I'm going to jump back to the topic we were just on because I see Belinda has uh, submitted a good question, and she wants to know, how do we learn criteria correctly? It seems like there's so many options. So, you know, how do you hone in on what's most important to you and for you? And I think that goes back. Oh, sorry. And I think that ties back also to the question of how do you know which category to compete in? Sure. So I think it's important to kind of explore the different federations and decide which one fits you best. There are some differences between even within the natural organizations. Obviously, NPC is very different as well. So there are differences. I think it can be a strength to figure out which suits you best. Um, I'm probably most knowledgeable in the NGA because that's um, what I'm promoting and that's what I (laughs) judge in. But other criteria, other divisions, they look for different things. The judges and, you know, the, the ideal standards are different. So I think figuring out what best fits you and what your physique will best fit in will just lead you to success. And then like anything, obviously you should do what you're going to be the best at and what you're going to get judged the best on. Uh, no sense in doing a different federation or a different organization. Uh, so I think reaching out, like I said, looking again at the criteria, perhaps reaching out to others, who are in that organization, if you have a coach asking them for feedback, those can all kind of lead to the answers and lead to what's going to be best for you. Yeah. I, I just got that red, white, and blue idea. I mean, it, it, uh, it, that's very – and, you know, we are – it is what the nation's based on. So I, I know there's some people with some ideas, and, and I, I'm sure <laughs> – I'm sure there's going to be some great outfits. <laughs> And I think about uh, the first person I always think about is Jack Halverson because he's the most American competitor we have. And he, he's just a gem when he's with some of the outfits that he comes up with and some of the things that he has in his head. It's just amazing. So I, if anybody wants to have an idea, go to his page and check out what he's doing because, I mean, this guy is about as American as American gets. So, you know, get some ideas from him or message him. And he'll be happy to respond because uh, he, he's uh, he's one of those people that, in, in the Midwest that's one of the most forthgiving and outgoing individuals that you meet. Uh, Des, I yeah, you know, I would totally wholeheartedly agree with that. Jack Halverson um, is all about the red, white, and blue. And if you check out you know his show, the NGA USA Championships, um, along with the Rumble at the River, you'll definitely see that theme flowing through um, everything that he's doing on that end. But speaking of the uh, red and blue, this I'm reminded of the time we were voting on the color of oh. Kalen's posing suit, whether or not he should wear <laughs> fruit punch red or cotton candy oh. blue. <laughs> All P for P flavor. <laughs> and I forget color one. Do you remember, Kaylin, which color one? Because you still have to make good on wearing the color. Uh, I think yeah, it was red, true. wasn't it? I think Fruit Punch Red won. So you guys have to keep red. that in mind. Make sure the next time Kaylin steps uh, on stage, he's sporting a Fruit Punch Red. So yeah, who knows? Maybe we can, uh, maybe he's going to expand that into a red, white, and blue combination. But at a minimum, we need the uh, fruit punch red going on, but I digress. I'll move on <laughs> to Dale's and he wants this to know one. how will the red, white, and blue category be judged? Is it based on audience favorite, or will the judges actually judge that category? Uh, that is a good question. Um, I believe it was at Jonathan Agan's show. He did a Halloween division just for fun. 
and it was an audience vote, an audience roar, if you will, applause and clapping was kind of the deciding factor. Um, the judges did, con- yeah, the judges did confirm who was the loudest. Um, so I'd like to have some sort of audience vote. I do think it would be really cool if they could vote on like an app, um, you know, an A, B, C, D type choice. Who wants to be a millionaire type vote, if you will, pull the audience. Um, I think that would be a great way. So if anyone has an app suggestion that would allow me to do this, by all means, please tell me. Uh, But I think that would be a great way to really let the audience vote because it's literally just for fun. Um, Around, you know, the 4th of July, I just thought something kind of fun and different, and it really gets the audience excited. Um, Some people at, at the Halloween division had amazing costumes and just for fun. So it's not a judged category. You know, I, the judges don't need to, <laughs> they have enough work on themselves. Um, let's, let's make the audience take the reins on this one. Awesome. Very awesome. So we are, I mean, we're down to the nitty gritty of the show. So for our last couple of minutes, uh, Courtney, I would just like to have you recap for us where folks can uh, find out more information about the Rumble on the River. And, guys, if you have some additional questions for Corey, um, please feel free to keep sending those in. We won't be able to touch, we won't be able to touch on them on tonight's show, but you know us, you know our MO. If you send us a question and we can't cover it on a given show, we'll definitely try and get the answer for you and cover it on the next show. So feel free to uh, do that. But uh, as we wrap up here, Corey, give us a reminder of all of the particulars so folks can find more information and get registered and buy tickets. Absolutely. So July 7th is our date, NBA Rumble on the River Championship. It will be in Davenport, Iowa. It's an expo show, so held at the River Center. And you can find tickets. You can buy tickets, more information. Um, at CourtneyMileFitness.com. There's a button for NGA Rumble on the River, and that will take you to the show page. You can buy final tickets right on the website. Expo tickets are just $10 for pre-judging, and those you actually just buy right at the door. Um, you can also find updates, show information, videos. I'm going to be posting all the competitors, their bios, just lots of great publicity and giving the athletes um, as much recognition as possible on Facebook page and Instagram. Both of those, NGA Rumble on the River, where you can find those, and NGA Rumble on the River at gmail.com. Please send me an email there. Happy to answer any questions. And let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> let's get ready. I'm sure Kate did it at the beginning of the show. Um, yes, one last yes, question. I know, I'm sorry. I, I, I said I wasn't going to ask anymore, but. If you could also include this information on your sources, Jake is wondering what parking is supposed to be like at your venue. Sure. So there is a parking garage attached to the venue, the River Center. It is a small Excellent. Thing. I want I want to say just a few dollars for the entire day. If you are a competitor, there's a free parking lot behind the hotel. So there's also another parking garage just for the hotel for a fee. So plenty of options. The parking garage is huge. And I, I seriously want to say it's like 5 or $10 for the entire day or even 24 hours. So really minimal fees. Parking on the street is free if you can find it. But super convenient. Park in the garage. You're right there. It's a good Awesome. So that is a dream because sometimes <laughs> parking is a nightmare. So that's also great to hear. So with that, Courtney, we are super excited for Let's Get Ready to Rumble, Rumble on the River. Um, Can't wait. And just thanks so much for joining us tonight and sharing all of these great details and for bringing another opportunity for the natural community to the Midwest. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I'm really excited. Awesome. So, you know, Keep working hard. Don't get too stressed out about it. You're right. It's going to be great, and I know it's just going to keep growing and growing. So with that, on behalf of Courtney, myself, Kaylin Patterson with his snickerdoodle shout-out. Yes. Uh, okay, last one. Uh, Samantha wants to know if uh, Courtney's going to make a monster cookie for Dad. <laughs> I should. <laughs> Cookies for everyone. Yes, All the competitors, too. <laughs> yeah, awesome. 
Awesome. Okay, so I'm going to let that last that last question. That's that's a good one to slide in there, Kaylin. So, make a doodle <laughs> shout out. Make a doodle monster cookie. Ah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Okay, I got to take that one. And also on, beho- <laughs> on behalf of the boys from P4P Muscle, your body is a temple, so let's build it. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.